change can happen and there is hope. And, you know, even in the most dire of circumstances, you know, we really are remarkable creatures when we put our mind to something. You know, as human beings, like, we're really kind of like clay. It's just that we just need to take the effort to remold ourselves. It just requires a lot of effort and focus and dedication to do that. All mystics have a story of how they found their spiritual calling and how they continue to deepen their own spirituality and connection to the universe. Let us hear their stories so that we may be inspired to continue ours. Awakening Stories Welcome back to the Spiritually Inspired Podcast with your host, Sarah Ray. I'm so happy you're joining me again today. This is another installment of the Awakening Stories series where women come on and just share their inspiring spiritual journeys so others can feel less alone in this crazy roller coaster ride known as a spiritual awakening <laughs> and waking up in the spiritual sense. And I hope you've been enjoying this series. I believe this is number 27. I think you're number 27 here, Rita, which is very exciting. Uh, today I'm joined by Miss Rita, who is the creator of the Happy Being Well podcast. And she talks about topics around self-love and spirituality. And we were just talking about how you came up with that name, how it really resonates with you, Happy Being Well. And you inspire women to enjoy a healthy and thriving lifestyle while also looking fabulous because you also sell active wear and other amazing things on your Happy Being Well website. So welcome, Rita. I'm happy to have you here. Thanks, Sarah. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to share my journey. Yes, on, I'm on excited to hear about it. Yeah, so yeah, how did so it all the journey? The journey, I mean, I've always been very spiritual as a child. Like, happy being well is really just essentially products that I enjoy as a part of my lifestyle. So I meditate, I do yoga, I use crystals as a part of my meditation practice. Even when I'm working, I always have crystals around me as I'm creating blogs. Um, you know, if I get sick, I have cellulite crystals around me. Um, it's just... And also I use natural products as well. And the more I cultivated self-worth, which by the way, I didn't even realize I had a low sense of self-worth until maybe about, I don't know, like four years ago, you know, and it really, you know, really was because I didn't even realize really what that meant. I just thought that, well, I'm doing what everybody else is doing. So I love myself, right? I didn't I, I, it was very much, I understood in a very much artificial way of what self, like when I was trying to measure myself left, but I didn't really, you know, invest in a lot of products. Like now when I really take care of my skin, it's such a, it's a really great, it feels good. And you're, I'm telling my subconsciousness that, you know, just by the acts that we do, I think we, I think something that's overlooked is like, when we perform a certain behavior um, or we think a certain way, what are you telling your subconscious, right? Like, for example, if I'm not truly taking care of myself, what am I telling my subconscious? Like, what, is, what am I telling myself? That I'm not worth it, that, you know, um, you know, I'm going to base my, by the way, I am a recovering codependent. So that's <laughs> part of, so recovering, I, a codependent is someone that 
values their, you know, wants validation, gets worth by helping others. Like they're addicted to constantly helping others, right? Um, and you abandon yourself in that process. And so, um, yeah, it's been like, it's a real, it's been like a huge journey. I, when I say I was always spiritual and it's from a child, um, I always innately knew that we were, I don't know where I picked it up from. I mean, I guess you could say, you know, from my Sicilian heritage, um, you know, Sicilian, you know, my grandmother, you know, when I remember being little and she would be like, she would see a blackbird and she would be like, oh my God, that means such a bad, bad thing, like a bad omen or whatever, right? So it could be from my ancestral DNA. Um, but for me, when I was a kid, I always like just neatly would know to ask for signs whenever I needed guidance. Um, I would just look for signs and around me. And that really, really did serve me well. Um, and I really, really would get like signs, like signs, you know, like literally, like I liter literally sign in the public, you know, if I'm about to make a business deal, close a deal or something. Um, if I'm like, I remember one time I was in a coffee shop and jumping into something and I felt good about it, but you know, and I remember I would look around me and I would see like something like a sign, like a poster or something. And I'm like, yep, yeah, it, that's telling me to go for it. So um, yeah, it, so I've always been in, innate and tuned that we are having this energetic dance with, you know, our vibration and um, our environment, the energy around us. So I think the more aware you are, um, the more signs you get, the more synchronicities you're going to experience. Um, so I've always had that. And but just because I've had that awareness doesn't mean, okay, I'm done. I don't need to work on myself. No, I, right. it's like you do, you need to understand your, for me, I'm a big advocate of like the mind. Um, I feel like once you really train your mind, you're aware of your subconscious mind, any minor traumas, any traumas at all, whatever shape or form that is, um, you can clear those out and thereby you can cultivate a much greater spirit, you know, a spirit of happiness, joy. You get to experience that. I do feel like they're related. Um, so I, mind, body, and spirit, you know, I feel like on this journey to wellness, it, you have to incorporate, you know, taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, taking care of your spirit. And I feel like it's like a domino effect as well. Like once we do take care of our body, we do feel a bit better. We get those, you know, we release those serotonin. We have more energy. We feel like we can take on the world, like especially after a great workout. Um, and yeah, so mind and body and spirit. And also too, we need to work on the mind because we, you know, we're dealing with other people like in everyday situations, you know, at the workplace or any particular situation, you know, you know, not to figure out like if you're being triggered, okay, what is that about? Blow those out because we want to have that emotional mastery as well. We want to have that clarity. Don't we don't want it because if we don't do that, it's all of those traumas, you know, things that make us feel insecure. Maybe we have like an old boyfriend, you know, boyfriend when we're 18 or something, says something to us repetitively. And when someone says it to you, you, you completely like get hysterical right? Um, because you never dealt with it. Um, 
And then sometimes too, I feel like, you know, in your, a lot of people, you know, um, I'm millennial, a lot of millennial, I think sometimes our parents didn't have the capacity um, to really show us love or emotional support because maybe they're just so busy with work. They're so busy, you know, they're just so busy. And, maybe, and plus two, my parents are baby boomers. Um, they're both of their fathers served in the war. So they, their, their fathers, you know, had PTSD. So of course their fathers didn't have that capacity to really show emotional support during this PTSD. So there's generational trauma too. And I, I think that our generation now is kind of blowing the lid on the generational trauma and blowing the lid on these things. And this is why, you know, buzz terms like reparenting and self-love has exploded because we realize as a collective that we are lacking this, you know, due to yeah. for most or for some trauma or whatever reason. So yeah, that's what really I, um, my journey. And so I launched Happy Being Well because it's all the products that I enjoy, um, that I really did truly would be a journey for myself as a consumer to, I had to go to all the you know, 50 different stores to get. And, you know, so I just basically curated all of it, all of them all in one spot to you know, be happy being well, you know, while I'm taking integrated approach for mind, body, and spirit. Yeah, absolutely. I love how you brought up um, <laughs> the generational exchanges of things. Like a lot of us are on this journey because we realize that that's what we've always needed. Um, like, I like how you said reparenting, because that's a topic that comes up a lot with my clients as well. You kind of have to give yourself, your inner child, what you always needed as a kid. Mostly, and not to blame your parents, but they just lived in a different world. You know, they didn't think about mental health the way we do now. They didn't think about spirituality in such a diverse way like we do now. Like it was religion or it was atheism and that was it. Like there was really, there was no in between. And now there's so many more options and there's so much more open-mindedness and people are interested in it, which is why spiritual awakenings are happening. You know, we're waking up to this new way of living and it's hard to navigate it sometimes. Um, but with the support of other people and support of like yourself and myself who are out there talking about these sorts of things makes it a little bit easier. So um, what, how did your podcast kind of come into all of this? How does your podcast help your spiritual awakening? Um, my podcast, you know, it's been, I think now I'm the, I just released the 77th episode. Um, it's been really amazing, you know, interviewing women really with these major transformational stories of like, just, I mean, one woman, she had abuse all throughout her life from childhood that carry over. Of course, you know, most people that sustain horrific childhood abuse end up marrying their abusers. Like they marry that parental, you know, the, the parents again. And then the marriages that took place were just horrific. I mean, one of her husbands uh, was literally essentially just pimping her out. Like she, he would just bring them over um, and she would just ex be expected to have sex. With I mean, you know, just horrific, horrific things. And it stemmed from her childhood. And um, 
So she, I think in her, she obviously left, you know, she, she left these marriages um, and just listening to like where she came and then all of a sudden now she's in a loving marriage, healthy marriage. She's launched her own business. She's a best-selling book author. Um, she's launched a charity around love, like around self-love to help other women who've been abused to, you know, learn to love themselves and such. Um, so just hearing her journey, what she had to kind of go through in order to get there, she lived alone. I think she was, yeah, she's in her mid forties. She thought she was going to be alone forever because she had to heal from everything and stop that pattern of behavior, stop, you know, and then she had to dive deep into personal development and therapy and all in affirmation work and chanting. Um, and then once she basically rewired herself and really took a look at, you know, and she's just one of many women on the podcast that has shared their journeys. And it's been just really powerful to listen to um, that, you know, change can happen and there is hope. And, you know, even in the most dire of circumstances, you know, we really are remarkable creatures when we put our mind to something, you know, as human beings, like, we're really kind of like clay. It's just that we just need to take the effort to remold ourselves. It just requires a lot of effort and focus and dedication to do that. So. Yeah, I totally agree. And it does take a lot of dedication and a lot of forgiveness as well. Um, it's especially when horrific experiences are involved. I've also had the opportunity to talk to a lot of women who've had a lot of horrific experiences and how they've learned and grown from them and how it's ultimately turned out to be the reason why they are where they are in a good way. Um, obviously it can be a bad thing too, but yeah, it really does catapult the transformations and the growth and it's, um, part of the journey really. And it's, even if it is horrific and sad and hard to deal with, and it takes a lot of commitment to change things. Ultimately, we're all better for it in the end when we're triumphant and we overcome those things. Mm -hmm. yeah. We learn so much. And I think too, yeah. I think people that haven't grown up in homes where they didn't have positive emotional support. I think one of the challenges too, I think most people may not recognize because they normalized it. And I and I'm one of those people. I people would say, childhood trauma, I didn't have any childhood trauma. Like I had a charm life. Like I didn't sustain, you know, I always thought trauma was these big things. I didn't realize um, you know, you know, I had a a parent that was a functioning alcoholic, you know, no, it was, it was, you know, I didn't just, it was just, but obviously there was lack of positive emotional support there. Um, you know, I didn't, you know, I still, everything looked great on uh, the outside, right? So I didn't realize what, you know, what I was missing in terms of that positive emotional support. So I think I just realized it. Like I was like, I still got to do, you know, I still got to go to school, got good grades, you know, I had a lot of friends. I was I didn't I didn't know what I was missing. So then that carried over into, you know, then of course, who did I end up dating? Narcissists. <laughs> mm -hmm. So there was I mm -hmm. narcissists ended up um, graduating to somebody that had full-blown narcissistic personality disorder and that was when 
it forced me to look at, okay, what, why did I stay in this for so long? Uh, like, why did I tolerate it? And like, you know, mm-hmm. when you hit that, you know, so as humans, um, it's important to like, reflect back and that took me like I said like for me I it was difficult to even identify it I had to really go through a series of stages um and to be able to really pull up okay yeah that was he represents the the toxic home environment like the things that were missing from the home environment um because I was trying to with a person like that they're they play mind games you know it's a cycle of like love and you know and then punishing you um they show acts of love to hook you in and they punish you and they don't get what they want um mm-hmm. it's essentially just a manipulation and you get caught up in this game of like trying to uh change them to get that unconditional love it's like this addiction like you're just you get caught up in that game you think you can change them um and then things will change i hope so you know, yeah, and then essentially that comes from the original trauma was with the parent trying to change that parent. You're basically just trying to unconsciously change the original event, right? So I think, you know, a part of spiritual work and spiritual awakening too is, you know, trying to get more of the subconscious and really, really do deep self-reflection exercises and um be real with yourself too because i think i don't think we like to admit um that we've had trauma it's not sexy right <laughs> it's not like <laughs> right or sometimes it can be sometimes people like being the martyr yeah yeah but i think for most i think our society um you know we've been conditioned to always present this perfect image you know so the great social media pose, get that perfect Instagram reel. Um, you know, it's you know, the dinner parties. Well, what, you know, we've been. It is the social norm to present the best foot forward, right? Like that's the way I grew up. Anyway, that was the conditioning that I was surrounded by. It was everyone just always like, like it wasn't cool to just like, um, you know, dish out. Your pro or whatever. I don't. I don't really think it's cool now, but <laughs> I just think that <laughs> I know what you mean. By, yeah. Like by yourself, because of that conditioning, you're not going to default into being really real with yourself when you are self-reflecting, like or not even or not even do the self-reflecting exercise. Right? I'm just like, oh, I'm good work. I have a work gala to go to. Oh, I've just been featured in this magazine. Oh, I have the. You know, it's just really easy to just get caught up in the do do everything is going great and let's just ignore everything the dirt that's been piling up the carpet until the car you know it turns into this big huge mountain and you're kind of forced to deal with it i think that's what typically happens i like how you brought up normalizing the trauma because a lot of us when we hear the word trauma we think of the crazy extreme circumstances we think of dealing with the narcissists or having the abusive parent or partner or you know sexual assault we think of like the crazy the big traumatic things we don't think about the like the micro traumas it doesn't make them any less influential in our lives 
So when we not, or we're not experiencing the big traumas, but we're still experiencing the, the micro traumas, we go, oh, I don't have any trauma. None of this actually pertains to me. And yet it's still creating all those unconscious patterns that you're playing out. So it's basically the reason why everyone needs to be in therapy, right? Why everyone can benefit from personal growth practices <laughs> and everyone can benefit from digging deep into your subconscious because nobody's trauma-free, right? Not everyone is going to experience a narcissistic relationship. Not everyone's going to be physically abused, right? But we all do have those traumas. Like we've all been embarrassed at some point, which can, can cause a lot of trauma, especially if it happens to a young child. We've all been in situations that made us feel small and un insignificant. And I, you mentioned at the very beginning that you didn't realize that you had self-worth issues. I was the exact same way where I was like, I know I'm worthy. I know I can do and have anything. Like I don't have self-worth issues. Well, of course I do because everyone does. Not to say that I'm not trying to make people believe that you have problems that you might not have. But to, I find that when people are really quick to brush off these things, those are the things that they need to pay the most attention to. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have any trauma. I don't have self-worth issues. Well, you probably do. You're probably just repressing it or you're in denial or you don't realize what it looks like because it's normalized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, for me, just, you know, staying in a relationship with that for so long, obviously that's a self, a part of it. I mean, then it, it's a part of it. Um, you know, because obviously if you have huge self, why would you, why would you put yourself in a, you know, this make yourself it feel bad and it takes away your energy. You could be focusing on other things that make you feel good. Um, you know, there's a lot of consequences to being around toxic people. And then of course that led to completely cutting off all of my toxic friendship because obviously as a codependent, and I am an empath as well. Um, I had tons of toxic uh, friendships, you know, yeah. people that had high narcissistic tendencies and that I just tolerated. Oh, well, you know, they had, you know, they had large traumas and, you know, I feel I'm just to their, always listening to their, I don't know, they've always, like people like who are very toxic typically always have something to complain about. There's always, they always look for bad things and they don't focus on good and uh, they're being triggered. And so I always felt that and I would just take that in or they would give me like indirect, in, uh, covert digs, like indirect digs uh, or try to pick a fight with me, right? And because they're just addicted to drama. And um, so, and I would tolerate this nonsense and because I felt bad for them. So I finally got to the point where I was like, okay, that's it. this is just a cutoff all toxic relations, whatever shape or form they may be in. And um, that's what really caught a cult catapulted my energy too. And I was able to be more productive. I, you know, was able to think more clearly. I had more energy um, because, you know, and also too, I was enabling these people, right? Because I'm giving them a mic giving them a microphone to giving them permission to continue doing this behavior that is also toxic on them as well. They have, it's, they also have a lot of insecurities they have to work through. Um, so, you know, yeah. So it's a, it's yeah. a new journey that we never stop learning and never stop learning about ourselves either. You know, I think we do have to go to the university of ourselves. That's the most important university. 
Um, and <laughs> I love you know, that university of the self. Yeah, it's like it. You know, it's it all starts with us. You know, yeah. if it's meant to be. Yeah, it's I love that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love that Absolutely. I I think that's so true, and a lot of people just tend to brush off that sort of thinking as well because it's kind of cliche but it's cliche for a reason right where you have to be willing to explore your own demons and when you cut off those people that are super toxic like we've all experienced at least one toxic relationship right it might not be have been with a narcissist or an addict or anything but someone who doesn't make us feel good but as soon as we're no longer attached to that person we feel so much better and now we have the opportunity to explore ourselves and be like okay so why didn't that relationship work? Like, what was it? What was I doing? Where's my role in this? And how can I do better next time? And that sort of work is hard and it's daunting. And you mentioned earlier committing to that sort of work and that takes bravery. You know, that's hard to do. And that's kind of where the spiritual awakening comes in again, where yeah. you're, it's, it's all that introspection, right? It's peeling back those layers and trying to figure out the whys behind what's playing out in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And also too, like when you do this work, like really going deep, um, identifying micro traumas, things that you've normalized because they're not these major traumas, like they're not, they don't involve, you know, physical violence or whatever major trauma looks like to you. Um, your intuition increases because now you can trust yourself more. Now you, you see things more clearly within yourself and you're connecting with yourself more. So what, ha what happens is when you're able to connect with yourself more and see things more clearly, you are able to connect with others more and you can see other people more clearly. And your empathy and compassion, like my empathy and compassion was always really high for others. I'm an empath, <laughs> um, but it does, it, it does increase even more. Um, and in fact, you know, maybe because I am an empath, my, one of my favorite meditations to do is in, uh, increasing compassion for others meditation because it brings me so much peace, um, especially, you know, you know, in today's world, you know, where people are becoming more and more heated and divided around things. Um, when you just have a plate, when you just realize, you know, they're just, adopting whatever like it's not even it's just it, everything is subjective right so it really brings peace like when I, I love doing a compassion brothers meditation because it just it just brings you so much inner peace because it's not about you it's never about you you know what others are what they're saying or doing or what they're going through it's really just about them and they're they've everyone's got stuff so Right. You know, their, um, their stuff is showing up in different ways and they may be like, you know, trying to maybe pick a fight with you because they're addicted to drama because they haven't resolved their trauma. So, you know, you have to just, your, your compassion for that increases and you don't take it so personally anymore. Yeah. That's such an important point too, where it's, it's the removal of the judgment and it's the removal of your responsibility in their lives. Like you can take responsibility for the things that you do and the role that you play in the entire situation, but you're not necessarily responsible for enabling them. Like you had mentioned earlier that you were giving those toxic people a microphone. And when you removed that, hopefully they were able to heal a little bit, work through those traumas and, and the things that aren't about you. 
because it is always about them. And that's another thing that's so hard. I noticed for people to realize is that they, especially when it comes specifically to narcissists, that it isn't about them because other people are so good at making it seem like it is about you. They project things, they blame, they um, point out faults, they criticize. So it, it's really hard to realize that it's not about you. It's always about them. You're just mirroring something back at them that they don't like. Therefore, they're being nasty or they have a tendency to be nasty. And it's just their time to do their inner work. So whole, increasing that compassion definitely makes that sort of work easier, that realization easier for you because you can't help what they're doing, right? <laughs> but you can certainly change how, the way you're looking at things. Mm, yeah, and you just become so much more stronger. And, you know, like we're always gonna run into these types of individuals, um, right? Like, I mean, I still do. <laughs> and, you know, and, and so, when they, a lot of them, you know, they like to befriend people for various, I mean, they like to, they like to pull bait and switches. And um, I just actually had this happen to me recently, like a bait and switch, you know, um, and like just, they're just, I don't know, like they're just, they're going, they're having like, I like to call them like hallucinations, not hallucinations in the sense of seeing ghosts, but in, in the sense of like, they're projecting some kind of something onto you and they're just nitpicking at something. And, you know, and I, I just look at, I just totally just ignore it. Cause it has, first of all, it's nonsense. It has no root in any rational, there's no reason for it. Um, so I don't engage in it. I literally like, I'm like stealth. I'm just, okay, I see it, uh, all right, well, I just don't engage in it, you know, you get to that point um, where you don't even, you know, I think maybe a few years ago, if I had something come at me like that was nonsense like that, you just want to just like, you know, what are you talking about? And you just want to defend yourself and you want to, but you're just giving energy to it. And these people, you know, may not be consciously aware that they're they're just reenacting an old trauma. They're projecting their insecurity onto you, um, you know, and thereby whatever you say is not going to matter. You can present, you know, to a list of 20 facts to debunk whatever they're saying. They're still going to just come up with a different reason. You know, it's never going to end. You know, you're just basically putting gasoline to the fire. And they like that, by the way. They, 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 so, they sure do. Um, <laughs> so you just have to, you'll get to the point where you, you're no longer going to be, and that gasoline is coming from you. That's your energy. You're basically taking away your life force. You know, like you don't want to do that. You want to use your energy for things that are important to you, that bring you joy, that bring you success, that bring you peace, that bring you more love. You don't want to use your energy for chaos and confusion. Right. That's so true. And it's so quick and easy to get lost in that chaos and that confusion because those people, they're master manipulators, you know, like they will always find a way to make you the victim and you have to be really careful not to fall into the trap of the victim and just be part of their repeated trauma. And that's- yeah, well, they're, they they're the victim. In their mind, they're the victim and you're the perpetrator. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so on a more, you kind of mentioned this a little bit, but on a more like day to day, I love asking this question mostly because I'm nosy and I like to know what people do with their lives, but on a more day to day 
um, perspective, what does your spiritual practice look like? I meditate. I do different forms of meditation. Um, I do guided meditations, you know, depending upon if I feel like I have a certain goal for that particular day or week, I'll do a guided meditation um, to bring more, more, more energy, like more or clarity around whatever it is. Um, I do just quiet meditations. And if I had like, say it's like a been a really busy week or a really busy day and there's a lot of decisions important decisions to make or something and my I, maybe it's hard for me to get into a meditation i'll go into the bath i love taking long hot baths it's immediate hijack into meditation because the warm water calms my nervous system down mm-hmm. and i um yeah so that's what i typically do and i you know like light lots of candles and let my sage and I pour in bath salts and bath bombs into the water and bath oils and I'll throw in you know if I want to do a self-love meditation I'll throw in a rose quartz crystal into the water if I'm wanting to do a meditation to seek a solution or an answer I'll throw in an amethyst and a clear quartz into the water and um and I, I love my crystal I'm like always always like having crystals around oh, yeah. me even like when I'm doing podcasts, I'm holding my crystals around me. Um, the crystals are a big part of my life. And, um, you know, I mean, there are some people who don't believe in them and think that it's like a placebo effect. Well, they're really pretty placebo effects. So I just love looking at them too. It calms me down if you think they're placebos. Um, but I don't. Yeah. I, I think everything yeah. is energy and crystals are actually used in technology. So. Oh my God. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I was just gonna say that people who don't believe or choose not to see the scientific evidence behind the things like crystals and um, the science of the aura and the nervous system, these sorts of things, and even just mindfulness in general, that's they're choosing not to see, which is fine. That's their journey. But I'm the same way. Like, I don't, you can't really tell me about anything about crystals because not only can I physically feel it, I can physically feel their energies. It is measurable from a scientific perspective level it is hard to quantify but it is it is absolutely measurable so i talk about that a lot on this podcast so i'm glad you brought that up because we are all we're crystal lovers here i'm not in the i'm not in the business of convincing people about those sorts of things usually they find me after they already believe which is how we connected right because we clearly already believed so i'm a crystal believer (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i think it's probably i think this is why I like to stress taking an integrated approach to wellness. Um, or, you know, if you do have a particular goal to achieve, you need to have the mind, body, and spirit. It, you need to take it. It can't just, because we, I think people see some people who are just like, just all they want to do is Zen out. <laughs> okay. Like we know these people, like they, they haven't worked in their traumas. They just zen out, like they're just like they just, you know, and then maybe that's fine for them. Maybe they don't maybe they don't they don't want to like not everybody wants to achieve massive material success either. And that's fine too. Um, but you know, I know there's people that just zen out, like they'll just, you know, they'll have their crystals lighting up their um, you know, sage or whatever. Maybe they meditate a lot. But they're still harboring like maybe traumas and insecurities they're not dealing with um, like on a mind level, on a psychological level. So that's why I always stress like these are amplifiers, like these amplify, but you still need to 
do your work, you still need to, you know, open up your shadows and, you know, do your inner shadow work. And, um, you know, these are just like you know, meditation and stuff. It helps tap into your body more so you can like get into that subconscious more. It's all about just opening up that window into the subconscious more. But you got to do the work though. It doesn't end there. You know, you have to be yeah. real with yourself and, um, and really go through a rewiring process with your chanting and making sure that whatever actions you're doing, be the observer, make sure that they're always aligned with your beliefs and values and cover what your beliefs and values are. Like you still have to do work in the sense of like getting to know yourself and, you know, doing all these other personal development activities as well. The spiritual yeah. stuff is, is, is an amplifier. Um, for the personal development work, you know, to kind of get absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like crystals and all the work that we do is all meant to be good in the end. Yeah, and honestly, it can be amplified in the opposite direction. Like we were talking a lot about relationships earlier. Those are amplifiers too, but they might be amplifying things that you're not necessarily wanting to amplify but that's that's what it is that's what it's there for so you can learn yeah. it's not meant our, to be punishment our personal relationships amplify our vibration like in the vibration mainly comes from the subconscious right because the yeah. subconscious is the main driver of human behavior so that's why we need to do subconscious work you know through meditation through doing self-reflection exercise uncovering our personal past history, what our triggers are, um, living, you know, feeling our body too, like being tuned into the body as opposed to always, you know, being in the thinking mind. Because the mind, you know, as we know, lie, can lie to us to make us feel good, you know. Right. So. Yeah. And that's, again, to bring it back to the emphasis on the holistic perspective. We can't just heal the symptoms. We can't just work on only our mental health. We can't work on just our physical body. And you also kind of in the same regard, you can't work on just one chakra. You can't work on just one layer of the aura or work with just one crystal. It's all meant to be integrated on a bigger scale. Like it's all, they're all little puzzle pieces and you have to pull them all together to get the full picture. So that's why I really like um, how you have that emphasis on that with all the work that you do on your podcast and in your brand because I feel the same way. <laughs> it's very important. We can't isolate things. I wish I could. I wish I could tell you that all you have to do is work <laughs> on your mental health and everything will be fine, right? Because if that were true, I would tell you, I promise. But that's not the case, unfortunately. It's a whole, it's a whole thing, your whole body. Mm -hmm. It's an integrated approach. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what has surprised you the most while traveling through your spiritual journey? Um, I would say having the blinders on, you know, in regards to not dealing with, um, basically emotional neglect from my childhood. Um, I'm like, Oh, you know, I've, I've always been like, I mean, I've always been involved. Like I've always been into personal development and meditating for a number of years. And I had those blinders on throughout it. Um, so that's what I mean. Like when you go through this, journey it doesn't happen right away there's many layers to it unpeeling many layers and because I normalized that um home environment and I didn't even know 
what I was missing from it. I get, I, you know, it's not, I didn't know. <laughs> no right. one stipulated, you know, diet, uh, positive emotional support, um, in, you know, in your day to day, like, what does that look, you know, I just thought everything on paper was great. And, you know, I thought, oh, so, and that's when I, you know, and then of course, um, I started engaging in relationships that did not provide that two-way positive emotional support exchange. Um, so I would say that was the surprise because that took me a long time to really uncover that. And um, yeah, just due to just having blinders, just due to normalizing and due to, I just really did not know that that was a missing component to my childhood. I overlooked it because, um, so like I said, everything else was fine in my childhood. You know, I thought I had a great childhood. Um, and because I was still functioning myself, right? I was still accomplishing, you know, the good marks in school, you know, going through all the milestones that one goes through, through your, you know, while, as you're growing up and, you know, getting those accolades, right? Um, to function as a responsible citizen in society, right? So, yeah. I would say that. That's amazing. I love that. And that was my favorite question that I like to ask every woman that comes on, which is what would you tell your younger self about your spiritual journey? Um, I would tell my younger self, you know, you are amazing for, you know, just innately trusting what came up for you in relation to just knowing to ask for signs, like looking for signs. And, um, you know, being like having a good foundation in that sense, in terms of the intuitive sense, like just being tuned in with essentially nature because energy is nature. And um, yeah, so I would say, I would say that I was always very strong and very grounded. Um, you know, having a very, always very close relationship with God as a child as well. Um, yeah, I was always very spiritual and I always remained strong in, in that, and that really carried me through, um, you know, as a child, you know, just going through what we go through in terms of like, you know, changing peer groups and, you know, am, am I, am I the most popular girl? I'm not, you know, when you, when you go through all these little things, right. I've always maimed, I was always strong with knowing what was most important, which was my relationship to God, um, my intuition, like knowing, trusting in my intuition. And always, I've always had this like relationship with like energy in, in that sense and looking for science is kind of allowing, um, I guess you could say the universe, whatever you want to call it, the electromagnetic fields, <laughs> whatever you want to label it, you know, having that relationship with that, with energy, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I totally you know, agree. Yeah. So it's beautiful. Yes, yeah. I love that. I love that. <gasps> what a great chat. It's been really nice getting to know you and getting to know about where you come from and perspectives that you have. I really appreciate you being so open and honest. So I would like to you to take a moment or two to tell us about where we can find you, what you have going on. Tell us more about the Happy Being Well brand. 
Yeah, sure. So they can find me at happyfemale.com. There's a contact us section, which is really easy. You just shoot off an email. You don't have to remember an email. Just click on contact us. Um, you just say Rita and someone will forward it to me. Um, and or the Instagram page, happy being well on Instagram is the handle. And happybeingwell.com is essentially all the things needed, products for your self-care spiritual activities, right? We have gorgeous leggings, high quality, affordable, creative symbols. I love it because it's like, I, I, I'm not a big tattoo person. So, you know, in order to express myself, you know, in the yoga studio or day to day or going for a walk, you know, I can wear you know, I love peacocks. I can wear my peacock leggings. There's a lot of symbols on the leggings. Some of them are very bright and vibrant. And there's different colors. They're really creative. And then, of course, you just have your staple leggings where it's just your plain colors. Um, and, of course, we have crystals on happybeingwell.com and crystal jewelry as well. And of course, a whole selection of natural products, you know, 100% natural facial masks, which I love, 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 um, because we do not want to be putting chemicals on our skin. It goes into our bloodstream and can cause a whole host of things when you have toxic buildup, like insomnia, headaches, fatigue, head and I mentioned headaches. <laughs> headaches is a big one. We don't want headaches. Um, so, you know, and also bath soaps and essential oils, of course, for aromatherapy and essential oils to make your own products at home, like your own perfumes. Love essential oils. It's, I use them for everything. I make my own cleaning products. I use it for my hair, you know, helps stimulate hair growth. I love putting rosemary on my scalp. It stimulates hair growth, prevents the grays, um, keeps your hair shiny. I use peppermint oil in my aromatherapy during the day to increase my productivity because it, it stimulates mental alertness. Um, yeah, we have a lot of things. We have herbal teas on Happy Being Well. We literally have over a thousand products all geared towards wellness in different ways. You know, the herbal teas, the essential oils, the leggings, the crystals, uh, natural deodorants. Yeah, so even home decor as well to make your home decor very like having that ambiance, peaceful ambiance as well. Like there's crystal bookends, crystal serving platters, <laughs> even crystal for your tea infusers. There's a little crystal dangling on the end. So to really, really just basically have that at home spa feeling and at home. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> well, that sounds amazing. I, of course, will leave links everywhere in the show notes for you guys to go check out Happy Being Well. It's a beautiful website run by a beautiful lady named Rita, and I'm so happy you were here to share with us. So thank you very much for your time today. Well, thanks, Sarah. I loved being on the show, and you're a beautiful, wonderful lady as well. Love to oh, be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel as inspired by that conversation as I am. You can find more of these beautiful awakening stories from all kinds of beautiful women from all walks of life by going to spirituallyinspired.co slash awakening stories. And if you have a story to tell, I would love to hear from you. Just send me an email at sarahray at spirituallyinspired.co. 